and welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon. I'm Jordan Grimm. And I'm Allie. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. So in this episode, they spend the whole time talking about Bloody Mary and basically don't mention any other monsters. But the opening is all like the little girls playing and I'm wondering if you guys had any fun childhood spooky games like that. Well, so I grew up in a really weird house. We, we, we lived in this house for maybe like five years, mm-hmm. but this was an old house and my bedroom, all four walls were mirrors. That's terrible. Yeah, so it was very weird. Not only were all four of my walls mirrors, but the door to my room looked like it was part of the wall. And the door was in the bathroom. Wait, so was the door also a mirror? The inside was a mirror. The outside was a wall. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's the worst situation. It was kind of fun, though, because it wasn't, like, just a mirror. It had, like, bubble stickers on it. So I think it was, like, supposed to be, like, a very 70s. Like, the room I don't think had been touched since the 70s. But you would not have known it was there if it was not for the tiny door handle on the wall in the bathroom. Do you think it was a sex room originally? Okay, so actually kind of yes. (laughs) And here's the reason. Well, for one, the room was super hidden. It was very irritating to have this as my bedroom because if someone was taking a shower, because it was like... Oh my God, because you couldn't get out. Yeah, you literally couldn't get out. So you had to make the decision like, am I okay being locked in here while someone's like taking a shower or having a shit? Or do I want to, like, be in the rest of the house and not be able to get to my bedroom? But the weirdest thing thing was, and this could have just been, like, drilling to, like, electrical holes, like, cables and stuff to Uh get into the room. But when me and my brother were sharing it, we found... Wait, you were sharing the room? (laughs) There was, like, yes. There was, like, seven of us living in this tiny house. What the fuck? (laughs) It just got worse. (laughs) Yes. So me and my brother found at least four holes in the floor, and you could see to, like, every room downstairs. Yeah, that was... Someone was, like, real kinky. Yeah. (laughs) That just made my brain completely wipe. (laughs) Yes, but anyways... We, my mom was like the type of person we always had kids over. Um, she babysat all the neighborhood kids, and um, I was always obsessed with ghosts, even mm-hmm. as a child. But me and my friends would, of course, sit in that room and we would always play Bloody Mary growing up. You, you're you not gonna get so a regular brave. Bloody Mary in there, you're gonna get like <laughs> some sort of like mega demon, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, mega demon. But I was gonna say, like, you're gonna get like the horny version, Ooh. oh, probably, yeah, because it was honestly yeah, probably some like kind of weird sex room fucking like spying on people jerking off room with the yeah. mirrors and and i think this house that's is... upset deeply upsetting to yeah. me i like my brain just keeps stuttering every time <laughs> well and that house was built in the late 1800s so i'm sure there was a lot of sex in there throughout the years so anyways yeah we we would play bloody mary and the whole point is we would lock someone in the room because the room only locks from the outside sure. <laughs> Well, we, we all agreed to this, and we would play Bloody Mary, and then when you were done, you would beat on the door, and so we would always try and have, like, the biggest reaction of who had, like, the scariest experience oh in my the bedroom, God. in the mirror bedroom. Was it all fake, your experiences? Uh, it was definitely fake for me, though. That house was haunted, I would say. 
And it's kind of weird now because my mom had a lot of experience. We all had a lot of experiences there, but no one else um, wanted to talk to anyone else about it. So what we would do is we would be like, this weird thing happened. And everyone else would be like, huh, yeah, that's really weird. And we would just never talk about it again. Yeah, my haunted house was the same growing up, literally until the last child was out of that house, which was very recently. Um, We never mentioned the shit that went on because we just all knew and all took a vow of silence. Y'all are way different for, I'd be telling fucking everybody. (laughs) I think like to mentally cope with it sometimes, like you can't have those conversations until you're out. Yeah. Plus that house was nowhere near as haunted as the next one that we moved into. (laughs) So I actually was interviewed by some ghost hunting show, tried to interview me at my next house on sci-fi. I don't remember. You could have been famous, Jordan. Yeah. My dad was so against it though. I'm really sad. I could have been on tv back okay. in the actually the time this was filming <laughs> true jordan no you're going to make your million by writing your horny boat ghost book or horny demon sorry i personally haven't had any horny ghost experiences but <laughs> i guess if there's any ghosts out there looking for love it's never too late <laughs> i've had some horny entity visions but oh, that's never I, I i have yet to fuck a ghost unfortunately <laughs> Do you have, did you guys see the TLC thing where the person married a ghost and just got divorced? Yes, Shut Sarah the Love fuck can't up. They last. got divorced. Yes, I think it was the ghost of Captain Jack Sparrow. It was a pirate. It was Jesus. a pirate king. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the ghost. Um, she said the ghost just wasn't who she married. So even ghosts <laughs> <He> can change. <laughs> Ladies, hold out hope. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so what about you, Allie? Um. So. We played Ghost in the Graveyard all the time. Yeah. Um, which, if you don't know, it's like kind of like flashlight tag, except you scream, um, like Ghost in the Graveyard, and then all the ghosts try to reach base. So that was big growing up, like to the point that after my mom's marriage, her second wedding, which was like five years ago, maybe, um, I broke my toe because I am so competitive <laughs> that with my new step siblings, I was like, there's no way I'm letting these chill high schoolers win so i book it i jump on base which is a folding chair oh my and my god foot lands in the like tripod of the f- oh, no. one of the feet of the oh, chair no. oh no so that game was always brutal and i remember like being a little kid and we were like do you want to go outside at night and play ghost in the graveyard and like it was so exciting just the <laughs> idea that it was ghosts even though it was just flashlight tag we yeah. actually played that i want to say recently but like time is a construct oh, when you guys came and stayed at my mom's house we all played I, it had just rained yes. and we got disgusting <laughs> oh like, that sounds so fun yeah it was everyone smelled like a mowed lawn for Hell like yeah. a whole night Bree was like crawling on it across this giant lawn like their backyard is of course she was she was like i didn't do the army for nothing (laughs) here i go (laughs) yeah well it was really funny too because she wasn't very discreet no (laughs) she was just laying there crawling so she would get caught and then just throw her body on the ground and we're like what you just made yourself less mobile and tag at this point god that's incredible yeah i'm sorry i missed it oh we're going to go back when it gets warm out and post-covid i'll be there yes what about you jasper um yeah a couple of times we did light as a feather stiff as a board it was one of those things that like you know 
I don't know. Do girls still play that? See, I had never heard of it. I feel like my mom told me she had, though. Maybe it's yeah, like... Maybe it's like a older fashion thing. 80s, but 90s. We definitely used to play it Yeah. Up. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't know younger, if y'all youngins yeah. still do light as feathers. Let us comment and let us know if you do. I've never been the person who got lifted up. I've only ever been... Does it work? Yeah. That's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. That's cool. I would never do the Ouija board, though. Usually never. we would do those on the same night, and I was like, mm, nah, I'm so, not trying to get eaten. I've Sorry. done the Ouija board a few times. You could, like, go in thinking that you trust the people you're playing with more than anything in your life. That will ruin any trust you have with them after. Okay, this is coming from the guy who, like, a month ago was like, hey, Allie, we should do the Ouija board together because you know that neither of us would lie about it. And I'm like, bitch, you're a Gemini. You'd be the first one to lie about it. But I wouldn't know I'm going to lie until the opportunity strikes. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm just being honest. Yeah, but you, like, knowing you, there is no way. There's a good chance. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, seances, they're cool. I actually really like that this started with a cli- cliche seance scene. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Also, like, that kind of, like, girl sleepover yeah. thing is seriously, like, my lesbian origin story. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call it that for me. I think of it as, like, just such a fun memory. And I think um, in a time before girls are like pitted against each other, it's so wholesome and wonderful to have that time. Yeah. And I feel like with my friends, I'm getting back to the time where it's like so wholesome and just like fun, buddy, buddy, let's go do ridiculous shit. I don't know. Light as a feather, stiff as a board is really fucking gay because it's a bunch of like girls like holding each other and whispering. It's Mm -hmm. just like as gay as you can get without being gay, actually. (laughs) (laughs) i think that's fair i know this is a weird thing to hone on in but did anyone else notice that fat candle she carried into the bathroom yes i was like that's a murder weapon from yeah that was that was like a fucking 30 dollar pillar candle first off and then like the thing she's carrying it on yeah like that could knock someone I would, out. Yeah, I would not be scared of Bloody Mary. I'd be Mm-mm. like, "Come on, Bloody Mary, you bitch! I'm taking right. you out." Right. <laughs> when her friends start pounding on the door, oh, we're getting kind of ahead of ourselves. But when her friends start pounding on the door, um, and like she still has that candle holder stick thing like if that were me bitch i would have opened the door and like brain those little kids like get the fuck away from me (laughs) my notes were bitch i would never and then when they knock on the door i'm like that fucking jump scare get new friends get yeah get get new friends (laughs) anyway since we've started to get into the episode i may as well introduce it today's episode is season one episode five bloody mary the one where the boys indulge in some healthy vanity this episode was written by Eric Kripke, Rob Milbauer, and Terry Hughes Burton, and directed by Peter Ellis. It originally aired on October 11th, 2005. Yep, and I will say my prediction was right. It is another fucking ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, last time when you were like, I don't want it to be a ghost, but it's going to be a ghost. I was like, it's a ghost. <laughs> Not only a Felt ghost, bad. but another vengeful spirit. Oh, of course. If they weren't vengeful, then like, why, why be would... a ghost? 
I was gonna say why why would the Winchesters bother? <laughs> but like, <laughs> sure, Allie. I I have no reason to hang around like post death unless I'm gonna kill somebody. Yes. So, I'm okay with it being a vengeful ghost, but like they could have done a poltergeist or it's very much in the same vein as the Lady in White and the River Boy. I disagree though yes. because really? Bloody Mary is an urban legend and it that's has true. yeah. She's a cryptid, so that's pretty cool. Do, do we count her as a cryptid? I wouldn't. I've count seen her, as a her counted as a cryptid on list of cryptids, but maybe that's I mean she does dwell in the same kind of like folklore sphere. Yeah. I guess, but I don't know. I love this episode and I love that they use this one because even though it's a female ghost, I think this one has um, so many like of the actual like what we've all heard growing up, but then also a new take on it. It's not canned. It's yeah, not yeah, what yeah. you expected. Exactly. Also, uh, taking place in Ohio is probably, woo, I think woo. that's pretty cool. Oh, when they re- mentioned their college students from Ohio? Oh, yeah, from Ohio State. Oh, we got to get back to Columbus. Yeah. So I will say I... I visited Toledo right before COVID started. That's a long fucking drive. Yeah. From yeah, it's like three hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's three hours. So I'm like, oh, just, you know, we just popped down to Toledo to do this little experiment at this random morgue. Yeah. Okay, I took a folklore class at OSU and they made us do weird shit like that. Like go to our hometowns, go to um, like not quite local to columbus but pretty far out like in ohio places to do your research so that i i did feel a little believable i did like to the note to winning the money playing the poker game because if you've been <laughs> toledo the only industry there is a really big con- casino oh really because yeah, i used to be a poker dealer and um the poker room that i worked at its other location was in toledo oh no idea i didn't know that mm-hmm. so i guess i don't know there i mean maybe it was a specific nod to it, but I think mm-hmm. poker is one of the main ways that they make they money. Make money, yeah. Which makes sense. For Even in like grifters. the small towns, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because all I know from Toledo is like um, poverty. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's very impoverished. It's also um, white, white very big white yes. supremacist organized crime because of True. how it's in um, set up. You can get into Canada really easily oh. from Toledo because oh, the that's highway good point. there. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, too, when they... I'm getting ahead of myself, but they do make an ode to, like, a professional hit on possibly one mm. of the characters in this. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's a node to, like, the known organized crime in Toledo. Oh, is it near Youngstown? I don't think so. I don't know geography. Me neither. Toledo? Yeah. Oh, Toledo is up on the west side of Lake Erie. Oh, opposite mm-hmm. side. Okay, yeah. Because I know... Yeah, Northern Ohio has a lot of roots in um, mafia. Yeah. yeah. But I know more about the out east part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About- Can we go back to that dad who was totally downing Xanax to deal with his children when he looks in the mirror? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Shoemaker. Guess he won't be making any more shoes. <laughs> Oh, Mr. My heart hurts from that joke. <laughs> I'm not sorry. <laughs> I was happy that he died. Yeah, I didn't I, like his yeah. face. Same. Just rubbed me the wrong way. Okay, I really like the relationship between the sisters, though. Like, it seemed like so teasing, and like yeah. one comes home late, and so the other one gives her shit. But there's no like animosity, which I definitely would have had with oh, sisters then. For real, I yeah, I have a sister who's four years younger than me, and like we were always 
we were like, I'm Always. gonna kill you. Don't fucking look at me. Mm-hmm. Don't you do it. <laughs> Her outfit, though. The older sister, Donna. I think that has to win the bad outfit of the episode. Oh, yeah. That is the standout. I, the thing that, like blows my mind about her outfit is it is exactly exactly how my high school best friend dressed wow exactly like the long cardigan and like the the like canvas side bag thing and like the brown boots and um like the the chunky like one big yeah pendant necklace and the the flippy bob yes the flippy bob that everyone fucking had yeah that's so mandy moore right after a walk to remember cut her hair like that yeah and then everyone started well it didn't fucking look good on mandy moore either no (laughs) the jean knee-length skirt with pants under it Oh, this was 2005, and I showed up to school every day like that with Allie. pants under my skirt. Allie. Every day. Ooh. I won't judge the long cardigan, though, because that's like half my wardrobe now. Okay, okay but that but was like an ugly library. Yeah, it, that was like some kind of knit monstrosity. Mm-hmm. Like, And you, if you're going to wear a long cardigan, the trick is to have it be as thin as possible because yes. you want it to billow. Yes. A good, nice billow. Those were like the off-brand horse girls in high school wore those. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> like you weren't even cool enough to be a horse girl. Yeah, or wealthy enough. Oh, that. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't imagine you make too too much money in the the shoe yeah. the shoemaking business. Enough to <laughs> stop it. Enough to afford all those zannies. Yeah, dude, he probably like stole those zannies from his fucking wife that yeah. he murdered. And to he be probably fair, murdered her for the zannies. <laughs> we like Honestly. all grew up poor in Ohio, so this is coming from a place of understanding. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, actually, I grew up in the South, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot. Yeah. I always forget. Yeah, I like um the. So when Sam's having his, like, dream sequence. Yeah. I love the use of blue. Yes, I wrote that down, too. Especially in contrast to um, images of Mary's death, which is very red. And I think, like, it just shows, like, the sorrow and how he's repressing it. And it's just built to that level. Blue is sad. Blue Blue is is sad. (laughs) With the gray filter on top of that scene, too. I felt like I was watching uh, one of the Underworld movies. (laughs) Yeah, it was like um, it was like watching a season one or two episode of BSG where they're like on the cityscape at night, and you know they filmed it during the day because yep. it's just blue. Dabu di dabu die. Incredible. Sorry, now we're at that point with the coroner. Oh, the coroner. Yeah. The coroner's assistant, I fucking love him. I love him. He's so sassy. He's like, you fucking dumb shits can't come up in here and like, you have no idea. I see straight through you. He's just not fucking doing it. I don't know. His attitude really just reminded me of someone who works in the service industry and has been sitting there all day and is just really ready to go home i don't know his name but i'm just going to go on a limb and assume it's donna he looks like a donna there's already a donna in this episode oh there is i know i've just worked at a lot of like clerical type (laughs) jobs and it's always the donnas there's that donna energy Yeah. yeah I know what you mean. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I rewatched the episode and noticed he had, like, two-inch-long acrylics. Yes. <laughs> and I love how he's, like, 
Yeah, I don't really care that much, though, as soon as you give me cash, like... Oh, yeah, oh, my God, his demeanor totally changes. Yeah. He is so excited the second they get back there. He's like, oh, yeah, I've never seen this happen to eyeballs before. He's so fucking into it, yeah. fucking freak. I love him. What do you think, Jordan? This, 15 years later, you did it. Corner's assistant actor. You did it. Yeah, We're proud. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you did Thank for you. Us. Thank for you for your service. service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really like that scene. I kind of like Sam's attitude too, because he was like, "We're not going to be able to fool this guy. Let's just throw money <laughs> yeah. at him." Yeah, I, I have a feeling that Dean would have tar- talked circles for like another fifteen minutes yeah. before not getting anywhere. I don't know if it's canon, but Dean's favorite part of the job definitely is the acting. Oh, oh, the conning. Yes. Yes. The pretending to be something he's not and filling those roles. Yeah. Yes, I agree. He does seem to enjoy that. When they start getting into, like, their actual disguises, like, they're still at a point right now where they're like, "Eh, maybe I'll disguise myself, maybe I won't. Like, the funeral, they just walk in. They're just like, here's a badge, maybe. (laughs) Casual clothes. But, like, he, they get into the costumes. I totally agree. That was actually my thought, too. What They're good at what they do. I think they should know better than to just always stick out. Because, like, for one, Jared Padalecki is incredibly tall. So, he, like, you kind of already have that, like, noticeability. But also, I don't know if it's just the gray filter, but they both always look so dirty. You just, like, you're walking in. Yeah. yeah. I think it is the filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like these two big, dirty lugs towering over everyone, and they're like really thick, heavy coats. And they both look like underwear models. Yeah. And they're, they're both making like the fucking Zoolander face. <laughs> yeah, I always think that Dean is so Zoolander looking. Oh my God, did you notice? I, I started laughing. Did you notice when he's like, he's at night on the laptop in the motel? And it's like deep concentration <laughs> face, but it's just like straight up blue steel. And yeah. it's even funnier because it's like really washed out from the blue light of the mm-hmm. laptop. And I just like can't contain how dumb it looks. <laughs> Speaking of dirty looking, okay, I know they're going for like a grudge ring look for this. Oh, girl that too. was straight from the ring. Okay, but she just looks like Eponine from Les Mis, like off of the battlefield. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, they cockblocked my library scene. Yeah, they almost, you almost got it. But what is more small town Ohio than going into a library and everything being down? Oh my God, right? Oh my God, it's so true. I was ready for it. I'm like, give me the research. We got it in the the hotel room with our laptop, which Mm -hmm. now I'm kind of like, why are you going into, what in the library? I know. Yeah. It has to be the newspapers. Yeah. Because you can still go go to your local library post-COVID mm-hmm. and look at the newspapers. <laughs> that is very true. I do think, I know we have, like, obviously there are murders. It's supernatural. But this one's another particularly gruesome female murder. Yes. Yeah. And Mary Worthington, their story of her um, once beautiful young, wants to escape town, murdered and eyes cut out. Yeah, so Mary, her murder is the one I was talking about when they were like the precision that the eyes cut out. They're like, this was definitely done by a professional. And that's what kind of made it maybe a tie to like some kind of organized crime. Mm. 
And um, also Toledo is unfortunately known for its sex trafficking as well. Yeah. So <laughs> how about the whole state of Ohio? Jesus. Ohio is, um, I think we're like seventh in <laughs> yeah. America. Is it? I, and the Arnold is one of the top. Yeah. Is like the top event for it. Yeah. So uh, don't come to Columbus. Don't go to the Arnold's. If you yeah. do have a buddy, yeah, be be safe. Also, support legislation that legalizes the sex worker, but not the people who exploit. Yes, exactly. So, just shout out to that as we deal with these things that are so local. Mm-hmm. Also, talking about like the women being murdered, of course, before Jill did her. Oh, I'm showing off to my Bloody Mary. She had to get down to her panties in front of a <laughs> yeah, mirror. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's vulnerable now. Yep. And uh, also, I did recognize that actress, and mm. I'm pretty sure she's like in the Final Destination movies. This is oh like my what god! I think she was the girl who like had that really long, slow strip scene when then got in a tanning bed and got like fried to death. Of course, with her boobies out. Yeah, but also, okay, so that kind of relates to the re- lore. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's you, talk about it. If you don't mind me jumping in. Yeah, let's go. All I was gonna say was that damn those two blonde actresses were just bad. <laughs> so yep. yeah, true. Go um, right ahead, Allie. So I'm not going to go into the history much because most people know it's supposed to be based on like Mary Queen of Scots, a supposedly um, daughter of Henry the Eighth, exiled Catholic queen. Um, she's known to be, like, bloody because she executed Protestants. Now, to be fair, this is because we get the story from the winner's perspective. She did execute them, but, like, all of her contemporaries executed almost more people. So, a lot of executions going on. A lot of religious executions. And, um, so that's the history, but there is an article from JSTOR. Shout out to JSTOR. JSTOR, if you're listening... You have my heart. I was going to say, fuck you for not (laughs) making uh, knowledge accessible to literally everyone because knowledge belongs to everyone. True. Fuck you, JSTOR. You get my heart if you're free. Yeah. Um, But there's an article called The Ritual Reflection of Prepubescent Anxiety because it's arguing that Bloody Mary is representative of um, the female anxiety and coping with coming of age. Interesting. There, there's some pretty, like, clear, re- like, um, relations between this because of the blood. And so Bloody Mary is often, you see the bloody woman in the mirror. She either kills you mm-hmm. or haunts you. But there are also stories where the toilet turns red or she drags you into the toilet. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I hadn't heard of that. I don't you, like uh, that one bit. She gives you a swirly before she takes <laughs> Let you know you're a nerd. A bloody swirly. <laughs> so a lot of it is like a metaphor for getting your period and this excitement and like um, communal time where everyone's going through this, but also mm. this fear and apprehension. Um, and I think it's really telling because like we live in a world where being a female means being lesser and being at risk. So girls are looking for a way to like show this fear of becoming older, but also excitement for it. Yeah. Because it is an exciting time. And this author goes a little bit far in the argument, like um, Mary representing the word Mary m-a-r-r-y like getting married not being the virginal mary anymore right 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 and then the typical names of bloody mary are mary worth or Mm -hmm. mary wales worth he argues is like mary 
for the worth. It's about the worth of, like, you in a marrying age and whales being, like, whaling and seen as, like, feminine emotion. So that's a bit of a stretch, but... I don't know. I kind of mm-hmm. like the Mary Wales. That's interesting. Yes. It makes me think of like Banshee and, yes. um, you know, other kinds of like female creatures. Almost. I was almost, I almost said death ghosts. <laughs> I know what the fuck I mean. I get uh, like a psychopomp. Is that mm. where, what I'm thinking? Like a just, striga. And striga just means witch. So it's really yeah. funny. Like um, our concept, because it is a lot about like fear of femininity and women g- going into power, and, but also at the same time being oppressed. Well, just think about how many horror movies in the last, like our cult horror movies are just about this exact thing. Like I can think of mm-hmm. ginger snaps, yeah. teeth. Uh, Jennifer's body, mm-hmm. kind of to a certain extent, like Carrie, Carrie, one of the yeah. main. Oh, that's like the big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, this is a story as old as time. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because it's also in that, but also we have like um these fears of like not understanding because this is like ritualistic. Yeah. Um, in some they prick their finger and put it on the mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think of uh Chuck Palahniuk's book lullaby which is about like repurposing an old old story as a lullaby but they don't know it's like a death song and kills uh-huh. people ah i know it's so good <laughs> um and we see mirrors as evil so often because it was like a new technology that scared people um there was an aztec divinity i'm going to butcher this and i apologize texcatlipoca texcatlipoca um, who possesses obsidian mirrors to see the hearts of men. There's also Chinese myth of demons being our reflections. You will get murdered if you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. And the Aztec tale was brought to Europe in the Renaissance. And um, John Dee was an occult English philosopher who popularized scrying, which is what oh. I think of as mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm Irish Catholic and one of the biggest things for me was um not having a mirror in the bedroom i was always told that's mm-hmm. like an evil thing like you don't want a mirror because it's seen as like um a, a way to break through to the other side so it mm-hmm. also ties in these old fears with the fear of womanhood so mirrors are very traditionally used as like portals mm-hmm. to like the other world but i do like in the right direction they took it in this they specifically mm-hmm. said mirrors also let you see the truth which is something that i didn't really I had never really heard. Yeah, I think that's a good interpretation of, um, A, how they capture the Mm -hmm. soul, um, but B, it's an interesting interpretation of scrying. Well, I think it's interesting in the truth part because it it goes back even to the Aztecs. Yeah. And this uh, this thing we've always had. And, like, um, if you're not going with the Aztec myth or the Chinese, we have Greek with Narcissus. And so we have all of these stories of, like, fear of the truth, fear of vanity. Yeah. And that um, has led to today. And there's an article, which I'll put in um, in the notes, that argues deep fakes are our new fear of mirrors. So you Excuse? maybe, <laughs> I don't fully understand the argument, but you can take it even that far right. to say this is something that's developing as society and humanity does. Wow. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I The one thing I will say is I don't know how I feel about them interpreting her as like a revenge ghost that can be invoked onto someone yeah i thought that was kind of a stretch 
it got really convoluted. It So it took me like halfway through the episode to be like, oh, she's targeting people who have been involved in the death of someone else. Because mm-hmm. like they were really all over the place with that. Yeah. I, I think that was just one of those things that like can be hand waved a little bit because like most of the other elements of the episode are working really well. But I will say I do love that the fact that she's like targeting other people led to the whole um, black light search endeavor. Oh my god! Wherein we we got to look for the ghost cummies. Yeah, I like the ghost snail trail. <laughs> also, I like that she like just <laughs> took the time to leave clues for anyone black lighting. Yeah. She's like, oh wait, I got. I'm about to leave. I just finished gouging the eyes out of this person. Uh, (laughs) T-O-R. Exactly. I do like in this how it brings up, like, the secret Sam has and him hiding his true self from his brother. Yeah. So I like that parallel of, like, them not being able to handle the truth, so they have to destroy this monster and destroy the mirrors. Yeah, and it's also um, a revelation of truth for the audience as yeah. well since yeah. this is not something that's been mentioned previously no, is the no. first time so it's very very surprising mm-hmm. although, although i will say you know it was kind of goofy to have uh sam's version of the bloody mary be the only one that monologues yes i was like come on like if you're gonna do that have the other ones monologue mm-hmm. for yeah. a minute at least a little yeah i i guess they didn't want you to know with the other two times you saw bloody mary murder that they were involved in a killing yet. Yeah. That's why they did it. But I also agree that there could have been mm-hmm. right. some indicator. When she comes out of the mirror uh, and was twitching all over the place, I was just ready for Thriller to start playing and have oh my the God. dance scene. Oh, goodness. I couldn't take that seriously either. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's because it's like literally the ring. Like yes. at yeah. the end. like And then it's melting like the Nazis. Oh my God. When she melted straight up, I was like, the toilet flush sound's going to happen again. <laughs> What did y'all think of um, that monologue scene, by the way? Other other than the fact that it's, like, an exposure. I like it. We get actual depth of Sam's character. Yeah, they're once. like, Sam has more than two emotions. What's kind, of, what's kind of weird about that monologue is in previous episodes, we've kind of built their relationship as the episode has gone along. Yeah. This one, we just kind of ignored it, and then they were like, pow, development. Mm -hmm. back to the story and it's development but also development in a sense where they're more disconnected yeah yeah Yeah. i will say this is um the first time well i mean the airplane a little bit but the first time we really got like dean kind of in the not dean sorry (laughs) still still confusing the two sam in the lead yeah like i this was definitely a sam episode well it's interesting Mm -hmm. though because i think for uh most of the episode we experience it more from dean's perspective in the sense that Mm -hmm. um we don't we don't know what's going on with sam other than the nightmares yeah that's i like i want to like that scene so bad but i just don't and and i think this is like throughout the series, Jared is just not good at being evil. He's just not convincing for but me. They really he's just, want it. He's he's just so corny. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I get it, but he's they, I mean, it's just like me personally, I guess. No, I can see that. It felt a little bit like 
And it just felt like we've never seen anything like that. So it was just sudden and very intense, which didn't make it more believable. Yeah. Well, I think it's like the way that they always try and have like evil, evil versions of Sam Mm -hmm. be like the, the, you know, quietly amused evil. If he was just like serious or, you know what I mean? Like, they're it's trying just... to get him to smize, and he can't smize. <laughs> like, there's something missing. Yeah. Tyra is rolling over in her, <laughs> I don't know. Bed? It's super expensive satin sheets. <laughs> I will say, the weird thing about this town is in, like, episode three and four, there was a little bit of urgency from the town surrounding what was going on. Like, there's people getting murdered and their eyes gouged out, and no one (laughs) seems to, like, think twice about it. They're like, yeah, cool, like... It's Toledo! Yeah, it's Toledo. The scene in the bathroom (laughs) where she's, like, freaking out about a ghost and the girl whose dad was murdered was like, you're being crazy. Like, I would expect this from a child. Like, two people just had their (laughs) eyes gouged out within, like, a couple nights from each other. Is that not alarming? (laughs) And it's so, like, ritualistic that this would be a press release. Yeah, I'm like, this is what obviously, like, would be a serial killer Mm -hmm. if it wasn't a ghost. It's just aneurysms that are melting people's eyes i don't even like saying that especially like i like saying it yes aneurysms that are (laughs) melting people's eyes and there were like two people who were like connected Mm -hmm. like you can very quickly connect these to that one girl yes and like the young the younger daughter she now has to live with the idea that she was the reason her father died even though he was evil she doesn't know that and they just move on so i'm like what ptsd what issues does she have for the well, rest of her so life their mother is dead too because yeah. their father killed her mm-hmm. but i guess they didn't need to go into this but it was just kind of weird to me that now this teenage daughter was just given the house and like mm-hmm. parental abilities over her 12 year old sister yeah what's going on with that is that like an aunt staying there or something yeah uh, it was a little weird. I didn't even think of that. Like, I feel like the state would have been in there ASAP. Because she's a, yeah. she was like a high schooler. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. in high school. Because at first I was like, maybe these girls are a little bit older than we think. And then it clearly shows them in high school. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. And also, thanks for giving us the panty shot of the now high school girl. Fucking hate that shit so much. Oh, yeah. I am a little relieved that Dean didn't flirt with anyone because when I saw the young girls on screen, I was like, oh, please, God, no. Yeah, he did make that porno comment in front of her, though, when the camera came out. It was so tacky. Which one? The oh Paris Hilton like Paris because the night in Paris oh the god tape. yeah Dean was very corny ew it would have been top I think it was around this time when mm-hmm. that was released I totally forgot about that I didn't know that was a thing that's yeah I mean that wasn't where my head went when mm-hmm. you said that I was just like ugh yeah I think you're right though because it would be yeah in the time yeah period. yeah. At least he was saying it more to Sam than to her. True. He, they were both kind of ignoring her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, actually, I take it back. Because Sam was the one mostly talking to people. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, whispering to her. And maybe, like, this just really shows my age as, like, an older millennial. But when he's, like, whispering her name and, and like you know charlie it's gonna be okay all this stuff the way he says charlie just immediately <laughs> made me think candy mountain charlie <laughs> oh <laughs> I, I was like wheezing i was like ah! <laughs> that would have been about this time too that that mm-hmm. video was famous yeah so i just like the timing was weird i'm sure that wasn't intentional yeah but it was it was 
very very amusing for me (laughs) (laughs) i enjoyed it yeah so do we want to talk about how i felt really bad for the poor um owner of that thrift store you know he's not making a lot of money he's been collecting his little knickknacks forever he finally saved well, that up. wasn't that wasn't like a thrift store that was like an, an antique. antique so yeah. probably that guy's actually yeah. really wealthy <laughs> was my thought just hope he has insurance then you're good yeah also just like walking into a random antique store feels so ohio it, yeah, yeah oh my god like we could we could walk like 20 minutes to one. Oh yeah. yeah and in my hometown we had like a two block downtown and there were at least six oh yeah antique stores at all times wow yeah i'm pretty sure like no one buys those antiques i'm pretty sure people just trade them around yes oh we now have an upscale because now we're an upscale town oh. where we have an antique store that's also a coffee shop oh, 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 oh. we have entered the 2000s incredible a little Very late happy for you <laughs> two and one yeah, they just wrecked that antique store. Yeah. I, I did like watching yeah. Dean punch cops. Me too. I said, yes. Fuck those cops. He like one punch man, those cops. Yeah. yeah. I also like how he's like, I just don't have time for this. And then whack. And they don't even see it coming. No. Nope. Yeah. He gets his line in and they still don't suspect. Fucking Toledo. I tell you. True. Yeah. This is a bumbling town. I am sorry if anyone's listening from Toledo, but your town needs to get it together. No, I have hope. It's 15 years since this true tell us that toledo is better this yeah is, besides my one visit to go see a wwe show <laughs> which already we're not at the best this is all i have to go off of that i mean you side. you went to it maybe that's, that's toledo's best though send us send you us your positive someone go find when wwe was in toledo i want you to comb through that whole episode and find me in the audience find the person from this podcast yeah where's <laughs> there's no video just from the sound of my voice you should know how beautiful you should I am, know so that's Incredible. your first hint you'll know you'll know when you see me in that antique store too i was like losing my mind where they because all the mirrors all are all over over the place and they have the flashlights going back and forth. And I know someone fucking told them intentionally to shine the flashlights so that the lights were yeah. bouncing. And I was just like, fuck you. My eyeballs say fuck you. Yeah. I babysat for this family once who had genuinely a mirror in so many places that you would never not see yourself. And that it was like a fun Ugh. house. And it was terrifying. So this to me is like one of my nightmares. So you, so you lived in that antique yeah, store is pretty what you're much. <laughs> Or they did, rather. They did. I never went back. Good. My mom's bathroom is like that. The second you get out of the shower, there's like one of those two hinge mirrors. And it's just not the first thing I want to see when I'm stepping out of the shower. In Italy, we had a shower (laughs) that had a mirror in it. Oh, boy. Man, all y'all having sex rooms and... (laughs) And I was there with my mom, and this is really progressive because they're very homophobic, not justifying it. Wait, the sex room? Oh, no. Progressive? What what are we talking about? (laughs) So when I was there um, with my mom, they were like, and if you need, we can get rid of the second bed. And finally, we realized what she's saying, and we're like, no, 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 no. We're mother and daughter. But I was like, you know what? Props to you because. Also, props to Shelly for people thinking she'd be dating a 22 year old that's probably how old you were back then shelly is ali's i was 20 years old oh my god and they thought my mother (laughs) shelly is also really hot but we look the like not the same but we look related okay let me tell you something about gay people 
they look related. I would only say this yes. applies to gay men. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, oh, so. fuck. No. I have seen so many. I'm just saying. It's a universal. Fair. This is. Th- these are the real gay issues we need to address. Is dating someone who looks like you? Yes. I, illegal. There has to be some kind of ego thing in dating someone who mm-hmm. looks so close to you. In any event, what we're saying is. It's not that unlikely that someone yes. would think you and your mom. That's fair. Still creeps me the fuck out. Still really gross. Yeah, yeah you still can really cut this gross. whole story. <laughs> uh, the mere part was good. I like the rest of it. <laughs> it's relevant, okay? It because the brothers, people True. think they're together all the time. Oh, man. I... Are we opening that can of worms? Not today. Not, Not today. today. We don't have we can, energy for that. You know, that. we can bring it up in season one, episode eight, Bugs. <laughs> Is it referenced in there? That's the first episode it <gasps> comes up. Oh, Lord. I just pretend that, that episode doesn't show, exist. Wow. Yep. We'll talk about it. Yikes. Stay tuned for hating Wincest. Oh, I get it. Because both of their last names are Winchester. I've I'm up. upset. <laughs> I was about to blue screen, but you now see the desktop. Oh, did you guys have a favorite weird mirror shot? I like there the, were a lot of them. In the hallway after the dad was murdered, there's a flower one on the wall, and it's like kind of like mm. concave. Oh yeah, and then the the boys walk down the yes. hall, and there it's like almost got like a funhouse mirror effect. Yes, it's so weird. I definitely like the throwing the chair through the. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite weird mirror shots are a tie between in Jill's room, the reflection on her turned off TV Ooh. and Charlie's teacher's glasses. Glasses. glasses yep. That was so corny. Yeah. I love it. Love that. I love that the last thing we see in the episode is um, Jess. <clears throat> I really liked that. And yeah. And, and it was like such an echo of episode mm-hmm. one with the woman in white. Like making you feel as if like she hasn't <clears throat> passed on. Plus, I'm mm-hmm. like so kind of done with all of the tiny glimpse, uh, tiny glimpses of Jess, or like the little scenes that Sam has. I'm kind of ready for that t- to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of happy this episode where I'm like, oh, we're gonna kind of maybe see some new development from Sam other than just him kind yeah. of having this trauma and not talking about it. Yeah. I like how there's new stuff, but still the reiteration of that he is dealing with this trauma because I think it's it would keep like flashing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is the first time we saw him actually actively do something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that moment too, right before where Dean's like, oh, that's good advice. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of like shit like my uh, dad or like an uncle or whatever would mm-hmm. say like oh man that was a really good idea who came up with that like <laughs> just like the daddest of energy mm-hmm. right there but yeah yeah just it's it's a nice level up from having to repeatedly see an act of violence against mm-hmm. women but it's still like you know angelic Mm-hmm. like white woman thing and yeah. like the way she just looks exactly like <clears throat> mary is just a so little weird a little weird for me still also was she wearing that fucking nightgown or whatever when she in, was murdered yes. when she was murdered okay yes. cool because because i didn't remember that and i was like wait a second 
they did that ghost change clothes? <laughs> yeah, she took off the the she smurf the booby smurf sleep shirt, and I guess oh, then Jesus. had got redressed into a nightgown. I only remember it because it's so like the mom's dress was so in her time. The yeah. like average woman goes to night in this every night, which isn't true right. and then she gets the modern version right but like a 22 year old woman would not be wearing that in 2005 it was just like the funniest thing to me no i disagree i disagree well i suppose we'll just have to agree so, to disagree <laughs> i my thing with this is is you're not going to go to sleep in booty shorts and a smurf shirt one day and then go to sleep in a negligee. Okay. Next. Especially, Especially out there. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like just there by herself, chilling. You all don't know how to live. Because that is exactly what I do. It's some like dumbass, ugly <laughs> shirt. And then the next day, a cute nightgown, even if I'm alone. It's just cute and comfortable. Well, you, I'm glad well, you feel whatever. your fantasy. I'm good for you, I guess. I sleep in the nude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get a yeast infection. <laughs> Oh, I can't deal with that. <laughs> I get too sweaty, too. I don't know. I'm just always in pajamas, no matter what time it is. That's that's a, that's a mood. The only time I'm not in pajamas. Is when you go to bed. Yes. I mean, that's fair. I'm glad that you've decided that this is acceptable it is. behavior for me to engage in, Allie. <laughs> I've really been craving your permission. Approval of your nightwear. Yeah. This is why I had to confess this to you, you know. You just... The lack of nightwear. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just think this is something women do sometimes, and it's not that weird. Well, I guess we've learned, no matter how you sleep, you do you, listeners out there, whether it's yeah. Smurf, booby shirt, negligee, or naked, the three... Mm-hmm. The three options. The three genders. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's the three nightwear options to go with the three emotions. Oh, yeah. there we go. We're making we're making inter-episode connections. We're getting real meta here. Women have choices. Only ever three of them. But they have choices. <laughs> it's like the three men you can date. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Golden retriever. It's all coming Low together. life. Low life. Or, or like lazy or the abuser. It's one of three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God, we could just go on all day with this. <laughs> give us women and give us something. We'll tell you your three choices. Your three choices. <laughs> <laughs> your three shoes, mm-hmm. sneakers, ballet flats, heels. I don't wear any of those. I will say, um, talking about the fashion. Yeah. The fashion. Fashion. The fashion. fashion. The fashion? The fashion. This is like the first time I've ever seen kitten heels in like a TV show. I'm used to the heels being. Wait, who had kitten heels? Yeah. Um, oh, what was her name? Oh, Charlie. Charlie. When she was walking down the hallway, well, and she had those are. extremely opaque black tights. Yeah. I was like, yes, this is. A I funeral. still wear those. <gasps> Allie, I love them. <laughs> Don't come at me in my grandma outfits. Well, before we rate the episode, let's go ahead and do our featured fanfic. When I was looking around for relevant fic, I found one literally called The Mirror. Oh. Yeah. Uh, by Cloudy Jen. It's on AO3. Summary, when Dean touches a strange mirror, he's whisked away to one alternate reality after another, and it doesn't take him long to realize the universe is trying to tell him something. Other than character tags, which are Castiel, Dean, Sam, and Gabriel, it also has Mirror Universe, Kid Fic, and Complete. Yay. 
So I guess even fanfics have bottleneck episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, every now and again, you got to have a good bottle episode. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I do. I really like the idea of um, mirror universes. Yeah. And I don't. I, I think that could have been an interesting way to take this episode. Sure. Wherever it took him, it would have been a lot better than Toledo. So. <laughs> I'm sorry to everyone in Toledo. I apologize. I don't. Uh, I don't take anything back, but I apologize. I also really like um, kid fic in general. Mm, yeah. I just, I don't know if you read any, Allie. Like about children? What does yeah, kid fic mean? So uh, at some point in the fic, if not during the whole setting of it, mm-hmm. the characters are children. No, I hate children. <gasps> Allie. <The> teacher says. <laughs> No, my life is full of children, and I love children. Um, I don't want to go online and read what someone thinks childhood is like who okay, is still yeah, in their that's childhood. True. That's true. I think Allie likes those, like, Fabian fan what? fictions. What? She wants the open shirt. The, no, like, I want hair. no relationship. Like, I <laughs> want just, like, give me drama and PTSD. <laughs> She wrote. She read Fifty Shades of Grey when it was still a Twilight. That is not true. Wildly untrue. I'm manifesting. Although I had a roommate who was an English major who that was her favorite book of all time. Why? Fifty Shades of Grey, and she also was like an anything but virgin. And I'm like, these life choices Mm. don't match. Maybe they do, because you probably yeah. I some you know that somehow like feels like it's in the same genre of sexuality to me. Uh, let's go ahead and rate the episode. What do y'all think? Ooh, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know it was a fun episode, but I still think it's a solid three. <gasps> Whoa. I'm going to give it a three instead of a four, just because I do feel like the storytelling was a little convoluted in mm. this, but I am going to give it three out of five, um, mere panty shots. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I was at a five out of five before we talked because I think this is the most fun episode yet, but I'm going to give it a four out of five because in terms of like worth in the series, yeah, I don't think it's the top. So I'll give it four out of five, um, ring girls slowly trying, crawling towards you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah. I think for, for similar, but slightly different reasons it'll be a four for me also mm. the the explanation of the whole ghost revenge mm. thing is a little mm, but I, I feel like it's a really good character episode and it is Especially it is it's Sam. just good fun mm-hmm. it's just good yeah. fun so i'm gonna give it four out of five ghost cummies i knew that was coming some ghost cummies i knew that was coming oh this is the day I walk away from it all <laughs> into well, the dark night. Well, especially like you can't say "Let's go get the black light" and it not be ghost coming. Oh, when they said that, right after I, they brought up the uh, Paris Hilton thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the ghost coming. Well, overall, not a bad episode. Of no, fun it was break. fun. Very yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen next time, Jordan? Ooh, God, I'm already like consigned to thinking it's gonna be another ghost but you're making spooky ghost noises oh, did they say already? where they're going i don't think they did uh no they no. did not so they're in the midwest i'm still holding out for my werewolf i think we're gonna finally get the werewolf okay <laughs> we can only hope thanks for tuning in to on the road with supernatural 
Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ployhar, and special thanks to Sophia Linden for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Tumblr at On the Road with Supernatural or on Instagram or Twitter at OTR Supernatural. Contact us by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you next time in St. Louis, Missouri. Bye. Bye. Bye.